0: As a studio owner, you know that you have to pay attention to the money coming into and going out of your business. But over the years, I have worked with so many boutique fitness studio owners just like you who are not quite sure which numbers they should be watching to help them to understand what's happening underneath the hood of their business and what those numbers really mean for their business growth. So I wanted to dedicate this episode to clearing that up for you today by sharing with you which numbers need to have your full attention in order to make the best decisions inside your business. Well, hi there. I'm Sarah Glanfield. I'm a business and marketing strategist just for boutique fitness studio owners like you. If you're ready to be inspired and make a bigger impact, you're in the right place. All you need are a few key strategies, the right mindset, and some support along the way. Join me as I share the real life insights that will help you grow a sustainable and profitable studio. This is the Pilates Business Podcast. Welcome back to the Pilates Business Podcast. I'm Saran. I've got my coffee right here, and I hope you have too, because I'm ready to go and talk about one of my favorite topics when it comes to building a business. Today's episode is one that is super important for studio owners because it's all about determining how to plan, measure, and drive growth inside of your business. So if that's something that you are focused on, then stay tuned one of the biggest goals for most of the studio owners that I work with is to achieve growth, right? And so many of your activities as a business owner are centered around growth, increasing activities, right? Increasing profits, revenue, reach, and market share. But you cannot do that unless you have a clear understanding of some key numbers and what they mean for your business decisions. Increasingly, and more and more so with the conversations that I have with studio owners actually begin with a review of the numbers, of, of what is happening um, with the numbers instead of a business. And that is where we begin to uncover where opportunities lie for perhaps some refinement of strategies, perhaps some new strategies, um, and perhaps other opportunities that might be really, really easy to, uh, to, to uncover um, and to realize inside of your business. So, before we get into what specific numbers I recommend all studio owners look at, um, we want to talk, I just want to talk a little bit about why I think this is so important. I know I've just mentioned it already, but I, I want to just dive into this in a little bit more detail. Um, as a business owner, You have to plan for your success. I'm not a believer that success just happens to you. It's not something that just arrives at your doorstep. I believe that you have to go after it in some way, shape or form. And that means that you, for example, perhaps need to be focused on your marketing plans to continue to raise awareness for your business, to create visibility for your business, um, to promote your services. And to help keep your clients coming back into your studio again and again. Now, if you're here, you'll know I'm a big believer in the fact that the marketing side of things is absolutely essential. In fact, having a marketing plan makes for a much higher business growth to the tune of at least 10% in most businesses um, versus those businesses that do not have a plan. And that 10% is significant, right? Especially in the boutique fitness world. But there's another statistic that I think is way more impressive than that. What we know from data is that businesses that have both a marketing plan and those that keep track of and regularly review the key metrics of their business grow by an astounding 60% more than businesses that don't measure or monitor those numbers or have a plan. So I'm pretty sure 60% growth would be pretty significant for you. Um, that might look like the ability for you to do more in your life outside of work. It might give you more flexibility, more freedom, more confidence, more financial security. Like that 60% could get you quite a lot of things, right? So we know that tracking your numbers, looking at your numbers is proven to improve your growth of your business. It's proven to improve The results you get from the activities that you take in your business. And the reason is because these numbers give you insight into where you're at, um, what is working to grow your business, and what is not working, and perhaps where you might need to focus your attention. And so when you find things that aren't working and you catch it early, you can rectify that with an adjustment in strategies or an adjustment in tactics. And you can also lean more into those um, areas that are working well in your business. And the numbers really are the data that that's the data that you will rely on. Those key numbers um, are the data that you rely on to make informed business decisions right? There are lots of ideas floating around in our head. We are, you know, I make a lot of suggestions for you here on this podcast. I give you a lot of ideas, a lot of inspiration, a lot of strategies that you could be implementing your business. By no means do I think you should be implementing all of them. But when you go to look at your numbers and look at what is working in your business and what isn't working in your business, that's when you can, you can, it will help you to decide whether or not um, some of these strategies and some of these ideas might be a good fit. Okay. Now there are times when we should go with our gut. No doubt about it. There is a lot of times actually when you're building a business that you kind of know in your in yourself that something is good or not good because it's it's aligned with the vision that you have for your business, the way that you want your business to feel to you and to your clients and to your community. So no doubt there are times when you should go with your gut. But when you're making a decision about where to invest time, money perhaps where you should hire um, what what might need more of your attention when it comes to growing and developing your business you will need to and I really encourage you to I should say rely on facts and evidence and data and that's where the numbers come in now your numbers are going to tell you what is working and what is not working so you can make changes accordingly and reach your goals now a quick, caveat here is that I know that for some of you, you have a booking platform that has a dashboard and on that dashboard, there is some numbers. So every time you go to log into your booking software, um, you see those numbers, right? And so a lot of folks will tell me when I ask them if they track their numbers that they just look at those every time they log in. And that is, um, keeping it top of mind for you for sure. I'm sure that gives you a little bit of peace of mind. Um, when it comes to looking at those numbers and knowing that you're at least aware of perhaps your sales numbers, perhaps the number of intro offers you've sold, depending on what you have on that dashboard. Okay. But what I find is far more effective and allows you to be much more strategic with your business growth is if you actually track those data points each month, for that month. Um, And the reason why I encourage and recommend people do that is because every single business has trends um, and seasonality. And we want to know when that seasonality, what that seasonality looks like in your business, because not only are we looking to grow month after month, that would be nice, but we certainly want to make sure that we're growing year uh, after year. Um, And we want to make sure that We can see those trends and that seasonality in those numbers very easily. And the easiest way to do that is to collect that data in a place, perhaps outside of your booking software. Okay. So you can, you can really dive into some of those details and you can get the information that is specific to your business. Um, and not all the numbers that other people are tracking are the numbers that you should be tracking in your business. There's every business is slightly different depending on your goals and what your business looks like and what you want to your business, how you want your business to grow. So I really recommend that you take those numbers each month and make it part of your monthly kind of checklist as the business owner, as a CEO of your business to review those numbers and put them in an, an Excel spreadsheet or another place, which allows you to really track um, the month over month and year over year. Um, growth and seasonality of your business. Okay. So now that you know why it's so important to track your numbers and how I recommend you go about doing that, let's talk about which numbers you should be tracking in your business. Like I said, this is not all of them. This is not all of the potential numbers you could be. Um, I wanted to give you the top, my favorite uh, numbers to track, my top three. Um, and again, other businesses, um, different businesses will be looking at different numbers because every business has different goals. And if some of these numbers come back for you and they are not exactly what you want, then maybe we'll start tracking some other numbers that kind of coincide with that. Okay. So the first number that I would love for you to track every single month is the number of new clients that come into your business. I always recommend that studio owners start by knowing this very simple number. Here's why budgeting forecasting and accounting are typically new skills for boutique fitness studio owners and this number requires zero calculation whatsoever truly it doesn't require any special formula but it still gives you really valuable information it's very a very easy number to access okay for your business very easy number to track and let's say you launched a new email marketing campaign to enroll new clients. Perhaps you have become boost been working on your visibility, encouraging people to enroll in your classes. And perhaps the first month you did not see any new clients enroll. This would give you a very clear direction to change something about your marketing campaign, right? If you've dedicated time or money to something and you're not seeing results from new clients coming in, then you can make tweaks to the way things are written, the way that you're saying, where you're talking about your business, perhaps to how you're making that invitation for people to come in, perhaps who you're targeting, or even that incentive that you might be offering for people to come and join your studio. If those numbers stay flat, that may be indicative indicative to you that if your additional marketing efforts may not be paying, by, pay, paying off, Right. Now, if you see results you want, if you see a steady increase or a steady trend of, or a steady flow of new clients coming to you, into your business, um, you will feel pretty good about the fact that whatever you're doing when it comes to your marketing is working fairly well. Okay. So if you're getting new members enrolling on a very consistent basis and what we are looking for with this number is consistency, then that's great. We also want to see that this number changes with your marketing efforts. Right. So, if you run a promotion for new clients, then you'll want to see an increase in the number of new clients. The only way you'll know if your promotion is effective is if you're actually looking at the data to check that. Okay. So, the number of new clients per month is one of is my favorite one of my favorite numbers for studios to be tracking. Okay. The second um, number that I recommend studios owners uh, keep track of is the revenue per client. Okay. So once you begin getting comfortable with tracking new client metrics and perhaps some other data points, you're probably already tracking to some degree the revenue in your business, the sales you make, the amount of income you have, how many dollars are coming into your business. Okay. Once we have some of these data points, we can start drilling down a bit deeper. And the next metric of the revenue per client is one of those sort of next level numbers that I recommend. Now, then, revenue per client is, as it kind of states, is the amount of revenue being generated each year by each of your clients, okay? And the way that you figure that number out is it's a number that you, you take at the end of each year, or you can do it on a rolling 12-month basis, um, and you look back at the last 12 months, and you take your total annual revenue, and you divide it by the total number of clients you have had during that same period. So for example, if your annual revenue, very simple numbers I'm going to give you here. If your annual revenue was $100,000 and you had a hundred clients, your annual revenue per client will be $1,000. Okay. You just simply divide your revenue by the number of clients. Now, what do you do with this number? Well, this number tells you how many clients you need in order to meet your revenue goals, assuming that everyone spends this average number. Okay. So, knowing that means that you can create marketing strategies with super specific goals and benchmarks for how many people you need active in your business every year to reach your revenue goals. So, if you want to increase your revenue, say by 20% to get to 120,000, you'll need to target at least 20 new clients generating $1,000 of average revenue each, right? Over the course of the year. And when you know that you need to get 20 new clients in, you are far more likely to be successful knowing that that is the specific number that you need to attract. Okay. Now these are very specific numbers, very, very simple numbers. I'm totally ignoring retention or lack thereof possibly when I give you these examples, but, to, but the, the, the takeaway is that when you set yourself some goals for how you want your business to grow and you know specifically how many clients that looks like in your business, it becomes far more achievable than if you are just saying, I wanna increase my revenue next year by 20% and you don't know what that really looks like in terms of the number of clients. So getting specific when it comes to setting goals and reaching goals makes an enormous difference. And this particular metric really helps you to get very, very specific. It can also give you insight into opportunities in your business, perhaps to grow that revenue per client. Um, Oftentimes when we run these sorts of reports and we look at these sorts of numbers, we, uh, it might not tie with the, what we think people are spending in our business because um, we tend to see that these, high, these big spenders very, very frequently. Um, and then we pe- perhaps don't see as many of the lower spenders as frequently. So we sometimes have an image um, of the average spend to be higher um, than, we, uh, than is actually reality, which means that there might be opportunities there in your business. All right, moving on to a final number that I recommend that you um, certainly track and potentially could be actually the most important of all. And that number is your client retention rate. Now, everyone who knows anything about the fitness industry knows that client turnover is a big issue and something that you probably want to minimize, right? Now, all sorts of reasons for that. But the most biggest reason is that most people don't enjoy movement and exercise and working out as much as you and I do. It's definitely our passion. It is probably not um, the number one passion of many of our clients. And so they have a hard time with committing to a movement practice. And, you know, as I've spoken about before and Talk about often, that's one of the things that we want to step into that role to guide them forward on their journey and make sure that they stick with your studio. Retention is critical. And this is because it really does cost you a lot of energy, a lot of time, and a lot of money for your business to recruit a new client. It is way more expensive in all of those areas to bring a new client on board than to simply keep a current client. So, it makes really good business sense to focus on retention. And it also supports your, probably supports, I would say, I should, I'm being very general here, but I would imagine it supports your mission of creating a community. It's what I hear so many studio owners want for their business creating a community of people that care about and that that each other and want to be a part of, right? But to, Calculate your retention. takes a little bit of number crunching for sure. Um, Essentially what we want to look at is the change in the number of active members or active clients you have in your business over a certain period of time. So we want to look at the number of members at the end of a certain period um, versus the number of members at the beginning. And we also want to subtract the number of new members that were acquired. So we want to see how many people who, perhaps, if you had, say, 100 people in your studio a year ago, you ignore all new members, um, you want to calculate how many of those particular 100 people are still there a year later. Um, you can do that with some math, like I said. Some I can send you the um, the formula to use. But if you have a booking system that gives you this data, and many of you have that 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 sort of data in your booking system, um, you can calculate it easily. And we want to make sure that that retention number is nice and high. Now, if you have a business which primarily focuses on one on one offerings, so private sessions or very small group sessions, you'll find that that retention number is just naturally very high because you have a very close relationship with your clients. And so they do tend to stick around um, more more so than if you have a larger class-based business where you don't have as much Sort of personal connection during those sessions with your clients, um, and then we tend—that's the scenario where we tend to see retention really, um, really t- sort of uh, be a be a much bigger focus for those studio owners. So that client retention rate is really, really critical because every time you see a client drop off the schedule and your retention number de- is declining, it means that you are seeing dollars walk out of your studio and not be coming back. And those people, they are what we would call a warm audience. They already know you. They already know about you. Um, And so we want to keep them sticky in your business. We want to make sure that they know the value that they're getting from being a part of your business, by being a part of your community, by making sure that they are moving their bodies in a very healthy way every day. Um, And so there's a lot of marketing that can be done to improve this retention number. Something that I'm really focus on with a lot of my studio owners. So that client retention rate will, that knowing what that number looks like for your business will help you to know whether or not you, this is an area where we need to spend a little bit more time. Okay. So there you have it. Three majorly important, but relatively simple metrics that all studio owners should track in order to make sound business decisions. So to start with, it was the number of new clients per month, revenue per client each year, and then the client retention rate, okay? So whether you are just starting out or perhaps you have been figuring out as you go, perhaps you have been able to grow um, without worrying too much about tracking these numbers, regardless of where you're at in your business journey, whatever stage of business you're at, I would say that most studio owners, most business owners will see that if they begin to track these numbers and others in their business, they will see their business grow to the next level. So I actually have just put together a new brand new free resource, which is called the Revenue Growth Map for Studio Owners. And inside, I am sharing with you how to make $100,000 in your business or your next $100,000 in your business. And I know that so many studio owners would love to see their businesses generating additional revenue of this size But it's not always clear exactly what they need to do or how to get there. So I figured I would put it all in a free download for you where I map out exactly the numbers that you should be looking at, what you should be targeting, so that you know exactly what it takes to get to or add an additional $100,000 in revenue to your business. So it's all laid out in this brand new resource that I have put together just specifically for boutique studio owners like you. So you can grab your studio growth revenue growth map reven, reven, wow, wow. <laughs> your studio revenue growth roadmap at um my website you can go to spring3.com forward slash profit to grab the resource I will also link to it in the show notes so you can just grab it and click on the link and it will take you to be able to access it and then as you open it and as you read through I you might have some questions and if you do. Please be sure to let me know and reach out so that I can address them here and answer them here on the podcast or privately with you, whichever works best. So, I hope this was a helpful episode for you of the Pilates Business Podcast. If you are loving what you're hearing, I'd be so appreciative if you could take a quick minute and go to wherever you're listening to this and rate and review this podcast. It would mean a ton to me and will help make sure that this podcast gets out into our incredible community of studio owners and teachers. So that more business owners just like you can feel encouraged and supported on their journey in our industry. Did you love this episode and want more head to spring 3com and check out my free resources that will help you run a profitable and fulfilling studio business. And before you go, one last reminder, there is no one way to do what you do, only your way. So Whatever it is that you want to do, create or offer, you've got this. Thanks again for joining me today and have a wonderful rest of your day.